center of everywhere. It's Beneath the Surface with Sean Murphy and Corey Cooper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beneath the Surface. And I'm Sean Murphy. We do not have Corey Cooper today, who I usually use as my leader. He controls the podcast, but he's let me out of the house. (laughs) And I'm traveling around with my partner, Tyler Trant our video guy and we're running around Florida shooting ambassadors and getting new video and photo content and today I am in Key West or Sugarloaf Key right near Key West with our good friends Scott and Lindsey Brown and kids hello hello what's What's happening oh it's gravy baby and we're (laughs) we're coming off of a small high because we just drank cold brew from baby's coffee <laughs> i'm not gonna lie my heart is like you're racing it's no it's not really racing not. but it's a little bit too much caffeine it's been an emotional roller coaster because we uh scott missed a big tarpon out on the water yeah. today and it exploded right near the boat and we all freaked out and i literally was having heart palpitations Lindsay was freaking out tyler fell off the boat and the kids were screaming Scream it was crying. insane yeah <laughs> disconnect 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 uh uh what do you call that thing the, the speed shackle speed shackle, speed shackle. shackle. i was like the ah. speed shackle i felt like my dad who's a uh ex uh lieutenant colonel in the air force was screaming at me again and brought back a, a flood of emotions you don't so, have ptsd do you i do oh, a little bit. from my dad yeah oh man yeah he was gnarly no it's hectic out there <laughs> oh no it was crazy absolutely so to, ta- to tag on a, a little bit to that you, you tell us a little bit about yourself scott you're you're a sf guy right so i'm i'm an active duty green beret uh-huh. um I did eight years at 7th Group Special Forces, and I was up for some instructor time just to be closer to my family. And so I took a job down here in Key West at the Special Forces Combat Dive School, and so that way we can be with family and uh, ultimately be able to get out on the water together. Um, Just because when when you're on an A-team in your Special Forces group, you don't really have a lot of time, per se, to, to execute hobbies. And so usually the guys that have families, when they do have free time, is spent with family. Mm-hmm. Right. And so whenever we spend time together, we try to get out on the water. Um, and if we go take trips and we're not near water, we're usually in the woods. And so we just want to get our kids into the outdoors because that's the way that we were raised. And I, I think it's very important for today's youth to, to be able to experience that because ultimately they're going to become stewards and custodians of our natural resources. So it's better to start them early, you know. Yeah. And I, that's what I noticed yesterday is your son, Grayton knowing how to you know bait bait his own hook pull you know he just d- does things a little more yeah. i feel he's a little advanced for his age and honestly i think it was like that when i was a kid you just there was they're not subjected to it and your daughter yeah. was scared of a, a drone and i was like what <laughs> you know that's a drone right and, and she was freaking out like it was some kind of spaceship and i was like that's oh, kind of cool it's yeah. like a caveman yeah. like sees an airplane <laughs> yeah, and you're just little, like little cave people. i mean we've never seen her do that but it was like straight fear yeah i mean yeah. it was she was Very running funny. yeah it was like a seagull yeah. attacking her yeah. Like, ah! yeah yeah it was awesome and so you work enough during the week on your real job and then you're also a captain on the weekends so yeah i wouldn't really call it a job uh i'm a light shore uh excuse me i'm an inshore light tackle guide Mm -hmm. and um that's that's therapeutic for me part of being a green beret is uh mentoring and develop host nation special operations soldiers and so uh kind of flows into it and i get the same um concept out of being a inshore fishing guide and so and that's 
not just bringing out people to catch fish, but kind of teaching, mentoring, and develop them as an angler. And so it, it rolls into that, and you get the same thing whenever you have kids when they're out on your boat. You do the same thing subtly, obviously. You don't want to shove fishing down their throats, but mm -hmm. um, you kind of have the I, – I have the same mindset as far as the mentor and development of uh, – or the mentorship and development of, um, of anglers, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so – but the guide piece is how – how I feel that. But. Yeah, I noticed that this morning you have a nice way of with instead of just saying don't do that or do it this way, you presented like you presented great in this morning with like would you look at kind of what you just did what what's what needs to be changed about that and he as I watched him assess that he left something a latch open oh, and yeah. then he figured it out and I thought, man, that's really cool. That over time, that's he's going to be super well-rounded human. And oh, I, absolutely. I thought that was neat. Tell us a little bit about your other. Event. I mean, you have so many things. So oh, we on. got so <laughs> I've got my hands and everything. Um, so, so besides being active duty army, um, besides being a, a weekend guide, um, we started this thing two years ago. Two years ago, called Hooked on Family, and we accidentally had a viral video of Grayton casting into the mangroves with precision. Yeah, just a mm. perfect little accuracy. pitch right under the, uh, I mean, right under the mangroves. It looked like he was in the Bassmaster Classic up there on the front of that bow. <laughs> but anyway, so that blew up on Instagram and everyone started hitting us up like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And we're sitting here thinking to ourselves like, I mean, he's just a product of his environment. We didn't really teach him how to do it. He just had been watching Lindsay and I go out there together um, since i mean we were taking yeah, him on the boat since he was like like a five, month old no, no no he was like probably five four five four or five months, months. Yeah. chandler was closer to two months chandler's two months mm -hmm. so so yeah you're a product of your environment at the end of the day and so i saw that there was a gap in information for other people and i also found out that there was a lot of risk adverseness amongst other parents about getting their kids close to the water or subjected to some type of outdoor activity and that was pretty foreign to us but the knowledge gap wasn't there, or excuse me, the, the knowledge wasn't there. And so we filled that gap with creating a YouTube channel, which we really don't have time for. <laughs> but um, ultimately, we started providing information through social media accounts and through um, YouTube, but we could never bring it to fruition because of the timepiece. And so how we brought Hooked on Family to fruition is through the nonprofit that I just started called Valiant Traditions. And its sole mission is to find, transport, lodge, and cater um, with a fully guided fishing or hunting experience to Purple Heart recipients, Gold Star family members, and not to insult your intelligence, but a Gold Star family member is a spouse who lost usually their husband in in combat mm -hmm. and so um yeah, it can also be like a brother right um i brother, believe it parent. could be i'm not i'm not really sure on the technicalities of it as of right it now but all of family but there's but typically it is a wife it's typically a wife and kids mm -hmm. and um there's not i don't really know that many women who know how to fish or hunt um as a whole you know, there's ones and twos here and there, but those are the people that we really want to reach out to, get them down here or a location close to them and be able to get them and their kids out on the water and just show them a good time. Mm -hmm. Because 
Um, what's happening right now, and this is just for my community and the special operations community, is we're, we're coming out of the war right now, the global war on terror. And we're coming into kind of like a, a level, I wouldn't call it a peacetime, but we, we have more time at home now with family. And either a lot of these guys um, who have never had hobbies or, or are trying to break free of just making their work their life, um, we're trying to introduce hunting and fishing to them, giving them that knowledge, giving them the opportunity, because you don't know what you don't know. If you don't know that the venue is there mm -hmm. or that the activity is there, how would you go forth and execute it? You know what I mean? Right. And so that's what Valiant Traditions is. It's finding, lodging, guiding, catering, Purple Heart recipients, Gold Star family members, and soft operators in need, since I come from and that how community. Do you, how, how does that work? Like, how, how explain to me, like, so, so say I say I come I get in contact with you mm -hmm. and then how does that are there a lot of people that are in this so there there is but it's hard to find right now I have a good friend of mine he's he works for the care coalition mm -hmm. and he deals with all of the the um, service members in the southern part of the United States and um, he helps vet these people make sure they are who they say they mm -hmm. are and um, I myself have many peers and friends that are Purple Heart recipients, and we know quite a few Gold Star families. And so whenever I have time in my schedule, which usually lines up to like block leaves or a weekend here or there, um, or if these people are passing through Key West, I'll reach out to them personally, um, or my friends will be like, hey, by the way, so-and-so is coming through, like, do you mind if you, mm -hmm. if you take them out or something like mm -hmm. that? But, um, that's how the operation works as of right now. What we're running into is just finding time to do fundraisers, campaigns, and generating capital for Valiant Traditions to actually do the actual thing. Yep. And so it's it's hard, obviously, because I'm still active duty, and um, it's hard to get out there. But I have good friends helping me out right now, some really good businesses. And so we're making progress slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. But the more people, quality people, that we meet, I feel like that's more important as far as building infrastructure for the 501c3. And how do people, how, okay, so before we go any further, how, how, first, how do people see your family on, say, YouTube and Instagram, and then how do people, how will people get in touch with you regarding, uh, you know, your gold star? So Valiant Traditions, Valiant Tradition, yeah. um, it has, um, it's obviously a 501c3, um, it has its own website, valiantraditions.org mm -hmm. and then I created an Instagram account for it and a Facebook page as well and so um, we're slowly building more infrastructure online so that people can find it um, more readily um, so the information is more readily available um, hooked on family that is an Instagram account a website that has more information on there like blog posts and pictures and tutorials for new parents coming into the angling game um, or parents that just want to find out that's about that's all and I think I was excited and so the way we that I came here to be here is our, our lady that works at boat Sky Bailey who's spear diver and oh, free phenomenal diver. free phenomenal diver. Yeah. she you know we had a gap we had a gap and we're like where can we go and she's like oh my god you got to go see this family and so I was immediately researching and drawn to yeah. I mean I, I kind of I have three kids I raise them very similar but most people don't and I think just being ignorant of something as simple as like how do you like how would you teach a kid how to I mean do any of it really is it safe to do this can they go on that do they need to wear a life jacket how do they bait a rod where do you go 
um, yeah. all those things. And so, man, I just think it's going to go bananas. I think it's such a great idea. Yeah, it's it's been a slow growth. Um, obviously, I don't we don't want anything to move too fast yeah, because yeah. I, I'm so right. I'm so caught up with with uh, Uncle Sam, yeah. but. Um, yeah, hopefully it does go somewhere because it's genuine, it's good information, and it's going to help bridge the learning curve uh, or that learning gap that we talked about for a lot of for a lot of people. And ultimately, it's going to bring enjoyment to the actual sport because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't take your, your kids out sight fishing for bonefish, tarpon, and permit and expect them to have a good time. <laughs> I mean, it's 55 minutes of looking and five minutes of yeah. chaos, you know? Yeah. And so there's a lot of downtime in between that. And as, as you saw, mm-hmm. you know, and as you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, your kids are going to be like, dad, dad, yeah. mom, 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 mom. And it's, it's only been... They start freaking out. They get <laughs> emotional. Yeah. It happens. Uh, yeah. Freaking drones flying yeah. down, yeah, tarpon blowing out of the water. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and so... Uh, so yesterday, so we get, came in uh, late yesterday afternoon, and I, you know, I knew already just based on a, a couple of phone calls with you that you were on point. Your everything, all your shit was ready. You're ready to roll. What's the objective? I was like, okay, I can talk this language. I, I knew <laughs> shit was about to go down. So you already had the tides were lined up. Your family was ready. I was, we pulled in. There was no time. We had, I was inflating uh, your, we brought you some new boards. I was inflating a rack I'm in the back of the van while Tyler was trying not to <laughs> Just rack. like hitting the yeah. gas. And, uh, and so we're, you know, we were, I was like, oh shit, man, I better get my, this guy this means business, we better get our shit. We better not show up like, oh, now we got to do all this stuff. Yeah. I just be ready. Yep. So we pulled in, your boat was already on the truck, ready to rip, and you took us to, which I think was probably, and I've been all over. It, it is as cool of a place as anywhere in the world you could go with nobody on it sandbar it looked like new caledonia or somewhere in the south pacific who knows yeah and um and so we brought the dock seven which is our a, a platform a couple new inflatables some chairs kind of talk about that and how just in a general way like how does that how does what do you think about like taking your family out to these places and how would how does how do these products how would you how do they work with your family are they good do you enjoy them do they play a you know so i mean the amount we brought very minimal if you want to call them vessels Mm. inflatable vessels Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think we brought a total of two we brought two chairs Mm -hmm. a dock you know which served as like a multi-medium for In- jumping yeah. I, I mean, mean infinite yeah. amounts of infinite fun. so yeah. much room for activities yeah, you know and, so yeah, much so on it. Yeah. and you had the electric pump on your boat and that was, that yeah. was so yeah. important you know yeah. and so by by bringing all that number one by being compact you can have a small skiff like like we have i mean we loaded that what skiff kind of boat down. do you have by the way just so, so people can get an idea that's an 18 a maverick 18 hpxv and um it's it's about as big of a technical polling skiff that I would want to have. Being and I, the reason why I say that is as far as balancing, uh, being able to draft in shallow water, and at the same time, getting my family of four out there to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, even with the amount of weight that we had, two think about du- two dudes, a bunch of pelican yeah, cases. I mean, we <laughs> had, we maxed the weight limit yeah. on that boat. Think about some of that water that we went through. Uh-huh. And so it was important um, to have that boat where we live. The other thing is it holds the weight capacity and still performs. But the best part was the the boat products that we brought, they're compact 
and you're able to remove the air out, fold them up, and get them out of the way. And I mean, you don't have to worry about like a hard absolutely. anything banging on the side of the boat. Two chair, two inflatable chairs yeah, in the front. Fit in the front. All the kids, the, yeah. you, you know, it was yeah, it was. Cool. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, but but yeah. the best part was when once we got out there. I mean, when those kids saw that number one. When they see the sandbar, yeah. I mean, those kids light up. They know it's endless freedom yeah. to roam, mess with seashells, jump in the water, Free throw off. sand on each other, <laughs> just be a kid and have yeah. fun. Yeah. But once we introduced those, the boat, um, the, the dock. dock, that was a game changer. And mm-hmm. then the paddle board, the inflatable rackham, I mean, yeah, especially Grayton. for Grayton with the snorkel and the mask, being able <laughs> yeah. to like yeah, you ride him around. around. He just has yeah. his face in the water. You got to think about around. when you were a kid and being subjected to new environments. We would I buy mean, the seventy-five cent um, styrofoam uh, little surfboard from Seven yeah. Eleven. That was yeah. after yeah. church on Absolutely. Sunday, and we would we would ride, we'd be in the water till for thirteen hours, so our skin was rotting <laughs> off yep. our face. That's right. And, I mean, if someone were to show you one of these things, I can only imagine. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But it brings the adventure and it fills that that mysteriousness that you want in the mm-hmm. outdoors. It keeps them coming back, and I think that's what a lot of the boat products do for kids. And so, because if you just go out there with a boat and a couple of excuse me with like just boat. a regular a reg- boat, like a, a vessel B-O-A-T. exactly and yeah. so it definitely extended like normally oh, we'll go yeah. to the sandbar and it's fun for you know a couple hours but we i mean we could have stayed out there all day all day like then, i said so much room for and activities. then today <laughs> what i got most fired up about if anyone knows me knows i like to sneak in little mangrove tunnels <laughs> and get all up in stuff uh, you were with great and fishing on the rackham and and kind of cruising the mangroves and catching snapper and losing almost catching some snook and i was i mean it was crazy and it was like such a perfect you could just stealthily sneak around oh, absolutely. Sand spear yeah. down. so grayton actually didn't even we've been I, we took that that route and we went to that spot specifically because one we didn't have any sunlight to sight fish mm-hmm. two it was dead low tide and i thought to myself i was like you know what i've been here in the winter time and i've seen like a good amount of snook and in the lower keys you don't really see that many and it's because they hide majority of the time up in the mangroves and so once we got the inflatable rackham i was like you know what we're gonna be able to get back in those little pockets um, that we can't pull into with maverick and we're gonna try and get on those fish and ultimately there was about 20 mm-hmm. snook tucked away in there mm-hmm. in like five inches of water <laughs> yeah i was it was incredible yeah. and so Great that you wouldn't get to see. Grayton had never yeah. seen that environment or that specific spot from close up, like close up from that paddleboard. And he didn't even know where we were. Mm-hmm. But we had fished it like 20 times before. And Grayton, I mean, he was like, Dad, Dad, look at all the snapper. Yeah. Look at the snook. Yeah. That's a snook, yeah, Dad. Yeah, that's a yeah, snook. Yeah. But, yeah, it was awesome. And, like, those, what was even cooler was seeing the behavior of those snook back up in the mangroves. Um they had never seen a human being before. And once we presented that bait, it was on it instantly. And I had never seen a snook interact like that. And it's because no one can get back in There's there on no that pressure. tide. But uh, if you had that paddle board, yep. you know, that inflatable, I mean, that was a game changer. Yep. So. Yeah, super awesome. I'm super happy to be here. And if anyone listening to this is, has kids and is just into the outdoor lifestyle i strongly strongly suggest you check these guys out it's an inspiration i really appreciate y'all 
hosting us and making it so yeah. enjoyable. I mean, I've, it's been a day, but I feel like we've packed a week. <laughs> right. Literally, like, to this morning, Tyler and I woke up at, like, 6 this morning, and we were like, yeah. dude, like, we kind of did, like, a day in, or and a half worth of work last night in two hours. Right. Yeah. Because it's just pointing your – it's overload. Well, I mean, overload. you know what I think it was? I think our all of our personalities meshed well. Mm-hmm. It was natural. I mean, you're energetic. <laughs> I'm super energetic. Yeah. And I, I just want to get out there and bring everyone together and have fun. Yeah, that's, because what, that's what Sky said. She goes, you guys uh, <laughs> energy levels together, you know. Yeah. Forces <laughs> Absolutely. combined. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I surely appreciate you guys. And no, I can't wait you. to come back again. Yeah. And you're from Destin. So, yeah. You're going to eventually move back, yeah. hopefully, we'll and be back you'll be back, there. so we'll see you up yeah. there. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Beneath the Surface, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.